Right. So I wish to present to you this topic, co-redemption, uh, as something very special to understand more in order to to have it in our spiritual life as a very um, the very highlight I would say of our daily spiritual life <clears throat> and that now we try to understand why uh, co-redemption is so important first of all we, we should look at uh, today's situation within the church which is not that uh, happy as you know there is now a synod coming up starting very soon next week the synod on synodality this is the roman stage but the, this synod is going on for many years now and uh, the idea behind is clear to try with the experience and the time to change the faith of the church to change the doctrine not by making a new doctrine but uh, by making these new ideas and new uh, pastoral uh, actions such as blessing homosexual couples and welcoming any anyone without requiring any conversion anymore these to be accepted by the people uh, by making all these new uh, new disciplines basically <clears throat> as something acceptable something normal to know the intention of the synod over the time uh, by running this uh, <clears throat> indefinite synod is to to change the mind of the people the mind of the catholics by making them accept what is not acceptable at all such as for example uh, having women ordained to the priesthood this is something we cannot accept but uh, little by little they try to change this uh, catholic idea uh, so it is something very very uh, dangerous and uh, we are of course all catholics should be very very uh, concerned about this so <clears throat> we see also the situation within the church you see such a division confusion going on uh, so we need a maternal help we need uh, the intercession of our blessed mother and also we need for this precise time this precise moment where the crisis is so uh, evident to anyone the crisis within the church especially in this present time we need a special marian truth helping us do something for jesus as our lady did with jesus always with him for the salvation of mankind now it is about becoming ourselves co-redeemers in order to uh, to build up the mystical body of christ it is about making this mystical body of christ united within itself because there is division there is confusion there is a chaos big chaos going on it is the same mission if you remember jesus entrusted to saint francis of assisi you remember the vocation of saint francis he is called francis go 
and repair my church that is falling apart, as you say. And St. Francis understood that he should do something uh, materially speaking in order to build some churches or to repair, refurbish those churches which were falling. But uh, the call of the crucifix of St. Damien was not about refurbishing the churches, but it was about building up spiritually the mystical body of Christ, which was falling apart already at that time. So no surprise that there is confusion, there is chaos, there is division. But it is about building up the mystical body of Christ. So it is an action for the church. Co-redemption, Marian co-redemption points out precisely this mission to do something with Jesus for the sake of our brethren, for the sake of the disciples of Christ first, and then for the sake of the whole mankind in need of salvation. All people, all people need this salvation. So, St. Francis' mission, by responding to the crucifix, was in fact a co-redemption itself. St. Francis became another Christ, even crucified with him. And another beautiful image of our seraphic father, and another crucified person, priest, who lived out that Mystery of co-redemption is Padre Pio, Saint Pio of Pietralcina, great saint that you know. Crucified himself, crucified with Christ himself. Uh, Like the seraphic father called by Christ through Our Lady to build up the mystical body of Christ. This is co-redemption. This is what is co-redemption. So, St. Francis' call, a Franciscan call, was a call to, uh, to build the church, spiritually speaking, of course, to, to give to the church an army of friars and then poor class and then third order people to leave that poverty and uh, the seraphic poverty, the seraphic spirit of detachment from anything in order to be only attached to Christ. That mission was co-redemption. So the mission of any follower of St. Francis uh, of Assisi, uh, any, any son, any, any uh, fellow disciple also of Padre Pio of Pietralcina, any spiritual son and daughter of Padre Pio, and we, Fran- Marian Franciscans, have been formed by Father Stefano, according to this beautiful spirit of Padre Pio. Father Stefano, as you know, was a spiritual child of Padre Pio. He grew with Padre Pio. So he absorbed that spirit and he transmitted that spirit to the friars and to the sisters. He passed it on. And this is why Father Stefano Manelli himself speaks very often of Marian co-redemption. For us friars... Uh, the, the main message, the Marian vow that we take is, in fact, a co-redemptive vow. 
And Father Stefano uh, loves to compare this Marian vow to the spear of the soldier who pierced the side of Christ on Calvary. It is the spear piercing the heart. So it is a vow consecrating us to the, to the pierced heart of Jesus, the pierced heart of Mary. That is co-redemption. While the three vows, obedience, poverty and chastity, are the three nails in Jesus' hands and feet. This is a beautiful image used by Father Stefano to describe the co-redemptive aspect of religious life. So it is about having the same heart of Our Lady, pierced by the lance, pierced by the sword, as Simeon prophesied, pierced as, as pierced as the heart of Our Lord on the cross. So you say, uh, religious Franciscan uh, Marian life and also a lay Marian life for those who follow this spirituality and are consecrated to Our Lady with even the Marian vow, this is a co-redemptive mission to participate like St. Francis, like Padre Pio, as Father Stefano taught us, to participate in the mystery of the salvation of mankind with Jesus, with Mary. <clears throat> and now we can, we can understand better the meaning of co-redemption because especially in English, and this, this was one of the main points which was made during our conference here. Uh, in English, when you say co-redemption, people are a little bit scared because when you say co you immediately think of someone who is equal to the other. Co-pilot. Co-worker. Right? Uh, when we use in English co, the prefix co, and this is my experience, especially with some priests, they immediately say, it's a heresy. Heresy. <laughs> Co-redemption is a heresy. Well, you have to think more about before accusing this title to be heretical. Of course, co seems to convey immediately in English this, this meaning, uh, equality, but it is not so, it is not the case. When we apply this title to Our Lady, we derive it from Latin, not from English. <clears throat> it is the, uh, the language which is used uh, making that word uh, mean uh, almost equality, but in fact, the very root of co is Latin and is cum. Cum in Latin is with. So cum, co, means with, is company. It expresses a, some company, a person who is with another person. So it says that Our Lady is with Jesus and doesn't say that Our Lady is equal to Jesus. She is simply with him. Of course, she is subordinate to him. <clears throat> she is under Jesus because she is a mere creature. Jesus is the Son of God. 
He's the redeemer. He's the mediator, of course. But Our Lady, when we say co-redemptrix or co-redemptress in English, co-redemptrix is Latin, co-redemptress is English, but the co is always there. When we say co, we mean that Our Lady was together with Christ, participated with him in redeeming in redeeming us in redeeming the world so she had an active part in this salvation she did something for us as did as jesus did the salvation he accomplished the salvation with our lady so it means that the price of salvation, what was necessary for our salvation, is what Jesus did for us, together with Our Lady. And that cooperation is not simply irrelevant or meaningless. That cooperation is necessary. It is one operation with Christ. Though subordinate to it, but it is one same operation with Christ. When I speak of necessity, we have also to clarify this word. When I say that the the a lady's cooperation was necessary, of course I don't mean that she is God and she is necessary as Jesus. No, but there is a distinction to be made when we speak of necessity. There is an absolute necessity which belongs only to God. Only God is absolutely necessary. And there is a relative necessity. Uh, Relative or uh, in relation to God's will. It is necessary because established by God. Because wanted by him. We can easily understand this necessity because when we think of the sorrowful passion of Jesus, was it necessary that Jesus save us through all his uh, sorrowful passion by suffering so much for us? No, it wasn't necessary. But since he wanted to do so, it became necessary. It's a relative necessity. He could save us with a simple drop of blood. One single drop of his precious blood was sufficient, infinitely sufficient to save us. And yet, <clears throat> he didn't want only to pour out one single drop of his precious blood. He poured out his precious blood. Uh, a river of precious blood, actually. You remember when Jesus is pierced on Calvary? His side is pierced. There there is a river coming out of the side of Christ. His, uh, and St. John says that in his Gospel. When the, when the Longinus came to pierce the side of our Lord, he says immediately after that action, immediately from the side of Christ came out, Blood and water. Like a 
a river of uh, the, the precious blood together with the water was flowing and flowing. But why that amount? Well, it was not necessary, absolutely speaking, but it was necessary, relatively speaking, relative to Jesus' love for us. Why did he suffer such a great amount of pain? Out of love. There is no other reason. There was no necessity for him. You see? So there is already in Jesus that relative necessity relative to his will. And this is very important because it helps us understand the cooperation of Our Lady. Uh, the cooperation of Our Lady is relative to his will, relatively necessary. Necessary because Christ wanted it out of love to have with him his own mother. And that was necessary because since he chose his mother to come into the world, to be born, of course, that union, that relationship between mother and son remained throughout his life. And also, of course, after his life, that relationship can never be abolished. But if we say that our lady had no part in Jesus' redemption, because only Christ. Basically, we exclude from the redemption, from the mystery of our salvation, also whatever Jesus has done out of love, and not strictly out of justice. So basically, uh, one 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 uh, drop of precious blood was sufficient, right? But uh, the, his amount, his, his whole precious blood was not necessary. But if we say that there is only an absolute necessity, we exclude also the most precious blood of Christ, and we exclude, for example, other mysteries of Jesus' life contributing to that effusion of blood, such as, for example, Bethlehem. If only Jesus is necessary and only his sacrifice is necessary, excluding Our Lady and therefore indirectly excluding the participation of the Church, of the saints, which is not possible, of course, but if we say, as many people do, nowadays, that only Christ, only Jesus, basically we exclude from the price of redemption also, for example, the birth of our Lord, Bethlehem. Yes? It was not necessary because it is not uh, the, the blood, uh, the price paid for us. So this is an example to let you understand that we cannot reduce redemption to an absolute necessity of God. <clears throat> and therefore we cannot reduce redemption to a work carried out exclusively by Christ. Christ with Our Lady.
that is the cooperation. Otherwise, again, also the mystery of Jesus' hidden life in Nazareth is not necessary. Yes, it is not necessary. <laughs> because strictly speaking, for us salvation, again, there is no absolute necessity for being saved as we are. So there is a precedence of love. There is a precedence, priority of the will of Christ. And that will is his love for his mother. And the fact that he wanted his mother to be one with him because they are one heart, one single heart. You can never split the heart of our Blessed Mother from the heart of Jesus. So technically speaking, theologically speaking, co-redemption is, is a Catholic doctrine. It's not something heretical or something to be scared of, even to speak about. Co-redemption is something uh, necessary for that necessity, necessity of love, necessity of the will of Christ. So, uh, Our Lady's co-redemption, which is outstanding, which is <clears throat> the most perfect action, is necessary <clears throat> in this sense also to prepare the contribution of the Church as a mystical body of Christ, as the communion of saints participating in the salvation of mankind. That com uh, the Church is a communion of saints, and we believe that the saints intercede for us. Yes, the saints do something for us. Otherwise, why to pray to St. Anthony? Why to pray to St. Joseph? Do we pray to these saints? Yes. But why? Because they are co-redeemers. They do something for us. They intercede. They, this intercession is co-redemption, basically. <clears throat> to be able to do something for us. And they are able to because, because of their merits, because of their power in God, in heaven. But uh, without a single participation in Christ, there would be no other possible participation as a body of the saints. Yes? Because there is a very substantial distinction here between Our Lady's participation and intercession and the saints. What's the main difference? The main difference is that Our Lady was the only one present and active, not only present, but especially active, when the salvation was carried out on Calvary. Who was active? Who was there standing by the cross to whom Jesus said, Woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. It's Our Lady. So because of her maternity, there is uh, the generation of the disciples of Christ and therefore 
the salvation given to the mystical body of Christ. <clears throat> so that the saints, because of that grace acquired on Calvary by Jesus and Mary, could become saints as they are and could intercede for us from heaven. But another distinction is that while Our Lady was herself, uh, so there is a, a single participation, <clears throat> personal participation, the saints intercede always as a communion of saints. <clears throat> of course, we can pray to St. Joseph, we can pray to St. Anthony of Padua, But uh, the capacity for these saints to intercede is because they are in communion, right? There is a communion of the triumphant church. And this is only, <clears throat> this is something that uh, the mystical body of Christ does. <clears throat> the triumphant body of Christ. But Our Lady does it as a single woman because she is the mother. Of Christ because of her dignity. So you see, with, uh, what I want to say is that without Our Lady's co-redemption on Calvary, without Our Lady's active and unique participation, there would be no other cooperation, no other intercession possible. And uh, <clears throat> of course, if you deny the intercession of the saints, as Martin Luther did, basically you deny Our Lady's uh, participation in our salvation. You abolish any cooperation. But without any cooperation, as we believe, family belief, there is no salvation. Without cooperating with God, there is no possible salvation. So going back to the point, I made at the beginning, St. Francis Corridime, go and repay my church. Padre Pio Corridime, 50 years of blood from his stigmata coming from his wounds. 50 years and more, more of persecution. You know how many investigations were carried out on Padre Pio by the Holy See? <laughs> How many visitations and investigations? Guess. 77-0. It's unbelievable. Not one or two or three. 70 investigations. And Padre Pio died as a person still investigated. There was no official decree by the Holy Siri establishing his uh, person and uh, his reputation, but he has been canonized. <laughs> Just to say that uh, that life of co-redemption, of suffering for the children God gave to him, is co-redemption. But there would be no co-redemption of Padre Pio if, if at the very beginning, There, there is no participation of Our Lady. 
in Jesus' salvation. So the possibility for the church to participate in the salvation of mankind, as St. Francis did, Padre Pio did, and many other saints, all other saints, basically, this is possible thanks to a Blessed Mother's operation, cooperation on Calvary. This is co-redemption. <clears throat> the possibility of co-redemption. And we already see another important thing as we speak of this possibility of co-redemption. Another important thing is our own part in this co-redemption. We, we understand now that <clears throat> there is uh, something that we should do we as Christians, we as Marian people consecrated to Our Lady, we need to do something like Our Lady, right? Because Christian life, in fact, is this cooperation with Christ in the salvation of the world. And I said that uh, today, even more than in the past, perhaps, is... Uh, it's important to understand this doctrine and to have it in our life because we are called to, to do something for the church, for the mystical body of the church. When I say mystical body, you know, the mystical body is made by the triumphant church in heaven, the, the militant church on earth, and the church in purgatory. So there are three levels and when I say to build up the mystical body, of course I mean the militant church, the church on earth. The people to be uh, now uh, led into this unity, back into this unity, doctrinal unity, moral unity, spiritual unity, which is far from uh, being the, the case today, right? <clears throat> we don't see this unity. Therefore, an action of cooperation, co-redemption, that is to bring about the salvation for the church, for the, the militant church, is, is needed. Like Padre Pio, like St. Francis, like St. Veronica Giuliani, and many other saints. And this action is possible only if our own action, our own spiritual life, is an extension in time of Our Lady's co-redemption. If we see the importance of this doctrine, we try to understand it more and to try to incarnate it, to incarnate it in a, in a spiritual life, to have it as our own... Uh, mm, this doctrine as the very uh, program, if you want, a program of spiritual life. <clears throat> now to conclude, and uh, we leave some time for possible questions, just to draw something very practical from all this. What should we do to... Uh, understand this and to live it out. Basically, what should we do is 
to try to understand it, to meditate more often in your personal time, personal prayer, to meditate more on the mystery of Mary's co-redemption. Starting from the Annunciation, going through the mysteries of Christ until the final moment, which is uh, Calvary. Calvary is the very summit. And that Calvary, Our Lady is at the foot of the cross. That beautiful icon, Our Lady at the foot of the cross, should be the very uh, image uh, which is in your mind, in your heart, to understand this this operation, cooperation of our Blessed Mother. So try in your personal meditation and prayer to focus more on this cooperation of Our Lady. Another very practical aid would be to pray more often the seven sorrows of Our Lady. The seven sorrows, it's a beautiful spirituality, beautiful chaplet. As you say the seven sorrows, you can also spend some time in meditating upon each mystery. And a book which is very, you may know it, you may have it already, is a book by Father Faber, this English oratorian, who wrote a beautiful book, At the Foot of the Cross, is the title, published by Tan Publications. It's very insightful, it's spiritual, and you also, by reading this book, you understand uh, the mystery of Mary's cooperation. And it is a good po- it is a good book because Father Faber was an Anglican. He's a convert. He was contemporary with uh, Saint John Harry Newman, so he became Catholic, became a priest. He uh, became an oratorian. He founded the Oratory in London built that magnificent church, the Church of the Oratory in London, and uh, was very active in his ministry and wrote also beautiful books, six beautiful books, and uh, this is one of the six books, At the Foot of the Cross. So it's, it's interesting because he comes from a Protestant background. So for him to explain... <clears throat> The importance of co-redemption is very, very significant. And among many other things, Father Faber says that co-redemption, Aledia's uh, co-redemptress, is the title, among all the Marian titles, which points out perfectly and in more intimately the union of Our Lady with the Son. Among all the Marian titles you can look for, there is one which expresses that intimate union between mother and son, son and mother, who are no longer uh, uh, to be set apart. And this title is co-redemption.
Okay, this is very very practical if you want to have this book to read. And uh, <clears throat> also spreading as you do devotion to Our Lady, consecration to Our Lady. Why to be consecrated to Our Lady? What's the very foundation of Marian consecration? Why should I be consecrated to Mary? The objection is always the same. I'm already consecrated to God. I'm consecrated by baptism. Why should I be still consecrated to a creature? Well, the reason is that Our Lady is the mother of your salvation. Without her cooperation at the foot of the cross, no salvation would be given. She has generated you to eternal life as a mother of your salvation, mother of all the living, the true mother of all the living, not Eve, the first woman, but Mary, the cause of salvation, as called by St. Irenaeus. So, I should be consecrated to a Blessed Mother because she is my co-redemptress. See? Uh, another way to practically spread this mystery, this devotion. And of course, you can also read a magazine, Co-redemptrix, <laughs> to have some formation and, uh, <clears throat> and become apostles of this beautiful doctrine, which is not different from Our Lady, uh, Our Lady's spiritual maternity. To say co-redemptrix, to say Our Lady's my mother, same thing. Co-redemptrix might be a little bit more sophisticated, more difficult, but uh, the, the meaning of this title is very simply that Our Lady is my mother. Who can deny that Our Lady is our mother? So if she's my mother, it is because <laughs> she gave me life at the foot of the cross. Okay, good.